welcome everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Sea Road Community Podcast. I'm your host once again today. And with me on this podcast is none other than Krista Boss. Krista, hello. Hello. How are you, Jason? I'm doing very, very well. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, so Krista, she serves on our local board of administration, and we've been in the middle of this series kind of featuring each one of our board members, uh, a cluster of them, and picking their brains, get to know, know them a little bit, and also hear a little bit more about how our most recent series we're learning on Sundays, called The James Variant, a study from the book of James in the Bible, is kind of impacting us. So Krista, some people might know you, some people don't yet know who you are, so I'm going to ask you this. Who is Krista Boss? Where did you grow up? Do you have siblings? Um, and do you have a favorite memory from your childhood? Um, yeah, so I love this question. Um, so yes, I'm Krista Boss. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I am the wife of Frank Boss, and I have three children, Olivia, Elizabeth, and Daniel. Um, I have two siblings. Um, their names are Nicole and Jenna. And I was born and raised just outside of Windsor, Ontario, in a little tiny village hamlet called Cottam. Um, and I grew up there, um, met Frank, and transferred to this area in 2016 um, with a company that I had been previously working with. And um, now I am currently obviously a member of Sea Road, um, a board member, and I currently supervise at Brockville Home Hardware. And one of my favorite childhood memories growing up um, was tent camping. Um, every summer, my parents and our family um, made it a priority to travel around to different provincial parks. Um, and that was just my golden favorite memory, spending that quality family time, tenting it, nature hikes, being outdoors, um, being with family, and just taking in the beautiful surroundings of the province of Ontario. That's really cool, tenting. That's a lot of fun. Have you ever been tenting and caught in a rainstorm and your tent started to flood or fill up with water? <laughs> Uh, never flooded, but yes, we've been in some heavy, intense storms. In fact, I can remember one time camping. Um, in the nighttime, we got into the car, and the hood of the car was actually struck by lightning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, my we goodness. In the campground, um, but we were all okay, um, but never floated away. I can remember going and being excessively hot that people were sleeping out on picnic tables instead of in their tents. And I remember us going into the car, turning on the car and putting the air conditioning on just for a few minutes to cool down because the humidity had been so intense one summer when we went. That's really intense. The reason why I asked that when you brought up the, the memory of, of camping and tenting, I remember this time where, where we were primarily in a tent trailer, but we had some people camping with us and so not everybody could be in there and so i ended up in a tent and apparently there was a massive rainstorm through the night i never woke up but when i did finally wake up in the morning i had like this like plastic sheet over top of me that i guess in the middle of the night my dad came in and was like oh he's sleeping i'm not gonna wake him so i'm just gonna throw plastic over him so he doesn't get wet i was soaked when i woke up like i was drenched and i was like 
I thought I had wet the bed. Like I didn't know what happened. <laughs> and then I had a plastic sheet on me. So camping could be so much fun and yet so challenging as well. Such a cool memory. So you mentioned, Krista, that you've been connected with our church since about 2016. What do you love about being a part of Sea Road? Um, what I love about being a part of Sea Road, um, and even before I, I moved here, and Frank being originally from here, is the welcomeness of the entire congregation, all the people coming through the door, the sense of community. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Um, it is just so welcoming. The diversity of the people, the ages, and all the community events that the church participates in um, really spoke to our hearts and just really grabbed our attention. Um, and obviously, um, us having children, um, the great programs that are offered um, for the children's ministry, as well as the youth programs, um, have definitely been an essential um, blessing to our family and to our children. That's very cool to hear. You're not the only one that's pointed out this welcoming nature of our community, and that's so refreshing as a leader in the church to hear that our people are welcoming, that are they're hospitable, and that's probably been one of the most challenging parts of this pandemic season is not being able to be as welcoming or as hospitable as we want to be, like inviting people into our homes or sharing a meal, and so it's had to look a little bit different, like engaging people online and being welcoming through groups, but it's so cool to be a part of community, just like you said, that's Absolutely. outward focused, right? Outward focused and always willing to create new relational connections with other people, which I think is really neat. Absolutely. And then even through this pandemic, like you've mentioned, um, I think the exciting part um, is the fact that we have been able to connect people into our church community, no matter where they're from. Um, and I think, Jason, you can attest to this, and I can attest to this myself. Um, my mom in Southern Ontario, she's on every Sunday. Um, it makes her feel connected to us. It has her engaged um, in church during the pandemic, and she's able to participate in something, even though she's seven hours away. So um, I think it's been so great to find out feedback from people. Um, all around us and the different stories that have come into the church of people that are tuning in um, weekly in that format. And it's a great way to reach out to a population of people we may have never reached out to before until we've encountered this. Absolutely. You know what? It's one of those things, uh, online relationships will never like replace in-person relationships, but in the absence of being in person, it's it's really caused us to see the value of creating connection online with people who are familiar to us and people who we do not yet know, which is going to be a calling card of who we are as a church moving forward. Um, we've just wrapped up this five-part series studying the book of James. I mentioned that earlier, and it was a big emphasis on prayer, this last kind of part five. And so my questions that I have remaining are all around prayer, and they're for you, Krista. My first one is this. How did you learn how to pray? So for me, um, praying, I was raised um, in the Christian Reformed Church um, from birth um, until I was about 10 years old. So my first connection with prayer um, was from my parents as well as um, my grandmother, my Oma. Um, she played a very intricate role in my faith journey. 
um, and setting such a great example, as well as um, I attended back then what was called Calvinettes. Um, it's now um, called GEMS um, in the Christian Reformed community. And it was a girls club um, where we gathered and there was a variety of group of ages and the leaders that were mentoring us in that group um, really taught me about personal prayer and praying for others. So those were my fond connections and beginnings of my prayer walk um, and growing that. That's really cool. That was my next question was around like, are, were there people in your life that have mentored you and taught you how to pray? Um, interestingly enough, like this is one of the one of the fundamental things that the disciples, the followers of Jesus actually asked him about is like they wanted to learn how to pray. And I can remember two memories from my own life. One is sitting around the table in my grandmother and my grandfather's house and having breakfast, cream of wheat. <laughs> and in order to get, you know, cream of wheat isn't good at the best of times. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but as it gets colder, it gets worse. And so you want to eat it right away. Yeah. But before we would eat, after it was already dished out, my grandpa and my grandma would pray. And they would pray for everybody in our extended family by name. And I remember just being utterly frustrated at times, going like, why are we taking so long to pray for everybody where now I'm going to have to eat cold cream of wheat and it's going to be <laughs> disgusting. And if I don't finish it, I'm going to get in trouble. So like, I, I was really confused. And then later on, I was uh, a young, young guy in ministry uh, as a pastor. And uh, one of our board members at the time, his name was Dan. He grew up as a pastor's kid. He had been uh, in leadership roles in the church and um, actually in his own company as an optometrist and stuff like that. And, you know, he wasn't maybe the most articulate with his words, but when Dan would pray, something amazing happened. Like there was like, there felt like there was like power behind it or something just made me curious. And so I remember one time approaching him and just said, Dan, I want to learn to pray how you pray. And for the next like three or four years, Dan and I met, you know, weekly or sometimes bi-weekly for breakfast at Denny's. He would pay most of the time, which I was <laughs> very grateful for. And we would just, you know, get to chatting and learn from each other. And then we would pray. And sometimes we would pray for 20 minutes. Sometimes we would pray longer. And I would just listen and hear from Dan. And I was really inspired by this gentleman who was investing his time and his physical resources and money to teach me how to pray. Um, you had mentioned that group of people, some older ladies that kind of took you under their wing on how to pray for people. Does, does one memory in that process kind of stick out to you the most? Well, I have to say, to be honest, I would say coming here to this church, um, I have um, two people, especially I call them my two moms um, mm. and they labeled themselves that for me. So they're mom number one and mom number two um, <laughs> when I moved here for me, since my own mom is not here other than obviously my mother-in-law who now lives close to me um, and Bonnie Bradley and Joanne Wodo, um, 
they took me under their wings when I moved here. Um, and I've been a part of their Bible study group um, in small group um, in both all ladies and couples um, with my husband as well. Um, and the prayer and the intent um, that those ladies have and in their devotion to it and being able to turn to them um, at any time or message them has just been so powerful. Um, and I can honestly say small groups um, are a big part of that as well. I'm in a, a great group. Um, Amy Grendel's the leader and there's a great group of us women and prayer was such a focus for us, obviously with the pandemic um, and over the last 15 months, especially, and we continue um, to pray for each other every day. And actually I got up this morning, uh, five o'clock in the morning before work. And there was a message on the prayer site of that group um, of one of our ladies needing something and also asking, how can I pray for you guys this week? You know, so those things really stand out for me coming to this church and, and mentoring and fostering that aspect of prayer. And it's a big part of our life with our family, um, with our children, especially um, not just at meals, but at bedtime, um, when things are on our heart, when things are tough, walking through the day, praying through the day, when you're scared about something and we've been able to our spend time with our children, um, praying for others in our church family and really seeing some amazing things happen, um, being a part of that prayer system within our church family. And it's been really great um, for our children to witness that um, and to see God's hand in that. That's really cool. It's really cool because I think you're right. Prayer is like the engine that drives a community of faith. You know, Absolutely. if we're not praying, if we're not worshiping God, then we can easily lose sight of what our mission is, what our focus should be, because prayer is that communication with God and, and just it prioritizes that. And I, and I think I like saying it like this. There's no perfect time to pray and there's no imperfect time to pray. There's just time to pray. And we've been given the gift of time, and so we can have the opportunity to use that however we see fit. So hopefully most often we're stopping and dropping and praying when we face a hardship or a challenge, or even when we're excited, we can just give thanks and pray. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much today, Krista, for being with us and answering all these questions, sharing with us a little bit about Cottom. How big was Cottom when you grew up in it? <laughs> Not very big. We had a mini mart, a meat store, and a post office and a gas station. So okay. that was about it. <laughs> all right. So limited job prospects. I totally get it. <laughs> but That's hey. why you had to drive to where you wanted to work. <laughs> there you go. And, but it sounds like a great place to be from, and we're so glad that you and your family are now connected with us here in the Brockville area. Even though you're not right in Brockville, it's okay. We still love you. <laughs> and your Sens fans, and that's okay. We still love you. Awesome. We still love you too. <laughs> uh, so thanks once again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning into this series featuring some of our board members from Sea Road and conversations from the book of James. Hopefully you've had the chance to get to know them a little bit more. And as we uh, have the opportunity to meet more frequently in person, 
you'll be able to feel like you're that much more connected with who we are, with what God is doing in us and through us, and what he's about to do uh, around us and in this region that we call home. Don't forget to like, to subscribe, uh, Spotify podcast, Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, you name it. We are on there and we are so excited to be able to give you content just like this on a regular interval and basis. Have a great week.